From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, where friends grow faith, enhance life, and build community together. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with co-host Elise Daly-Parker and special guest Cynthia Weisbecker. Cynthia is wife to Gary of 32 years and the mother of two grown children, one of which is married and expecting their first child. Cynthia has a background as an educator and in corporate training and development. She is now the New Jersey State Coordinator for Moms in Prayer International and is passionate about teaching women about the power of prayer, which she believes is the greatest gift a mom can give her child. Today we are talking about this amazing ministry, how it has changed our lives, and how you can find a group of praying moms in your area. But before we get started, let's do what we do every week and ask an In Your Words question. Have you ever said anything to your kids that your mom used to say with you? Cynthia, since you're the guest, you can go first. Uh, I thought about that last night, and I'm sure there's something, but I couldn't really come up with it. So I thought, well, here's something my mom used to say that I tried not to say. And she would say, <laughs> you'll look like you're poured into those pants. Oh, <laughs> so I, oh my goodness. What does that I, mean? I, I, <laughs> they're, they're too tight. Oh. So she, she would probably say that all the time with the... Um, you know, the stretch pants or whatever we call them these days. And yeah. she also would say, don't get the white plant pants. They're going to show the dirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I let my daughter get white pants, and I never said because I didn't think that she was poured into them. What about you, Elise? Well, that does that, that helps me to think about it a little bit, Cynthia. Um, I would say one of the things that strikes me is it's not so much what I say, but the way I say it, which is like my mother, Mm -hmm. um, my mother could be really emphatic and, um, say, uh, use a lot of hyperbole and superlatives. Like you would never wear that, would you? Mm -hmm. Or, um, oh, I always thought there's just a lot of always and nevers. And I definitely found myself saying much more of that stuff than I wanted to. Um, because it's just always and nevers and all that. They're, they're just generally not true. <laughs> and my children would actually say that I catastrophize in my language. So that would be something I would say I inherited from my mother. You Thanks. what? Kiss, kiss. Inherited. Um, uh, catastrophize. What does that mean? So you, well, you, yeah, take what normal, mean? you take a normal situation like, um, oh, um, you know, a, a vase broke. Oh my gosh, the vase broke. There's glass all over. I can't, the shards are everywhere. It's, it's like you build a whole story around this one little thing that's happened. Right. You make it a catastrophe. And make mm-hmm. it a catastrophe. Okay. And it can be even a good thing. But my children definitely have said, oh, mom, you catastrophize. Oh, you're catastrophizing. And it's just really <laughs> building something way up beyond what it actually is. And um, my mother was a pro at that, and I am a pro at that as well. So I have to really work against that. It's very natural to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How about you, Kimberly? What's, what about you? What do you <sighs> have you heard yourself saying things your mother has said? I can't think of anything. And the funny thing is I looked back when we did this piece for Circles of Faith and we asked our contributors and I did not answer it. I went back and I was like, what did I write? What did I write? And I couldn't find it. So um, I'm going to cheat a little. Not something that 
uh, she said that I find myself saying, but one of the things she made us do growing up was Saturday morning chores. Yes. And I'm sure many times as a child, I did not like it, you know, because it was you had to do this before you could do anything. And yeah. I love giving my kids Saturday morning chores. <laughs> to so me, why, do you, why do you love doing that? Um, to me, when I wake up Saturday morning, it just seems like the day to get things done around the house. And I think it is just habit, right? From all of those years, I, I, for years I was doing it without even knowing before my kids were, um, older and I would kind of like expect my husband to fall into that mold. Right. And then when I had kids and they were old enough to do Saturday chores, I realized, oh, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is the way I think things should be. And so I'm just perpetuating this. And so right. it's fine because now we all know, okay, this is what needs to be done for bre- before breakfast and then you're good to go the rest of the day. So it works for us. But something that I definitely didn't like growing up and now I find myself replicating. Right. Yeah. It's funny. None of us could really think of s- s- sayings kind of thing. I don't feel like my mother had a lot of sayings. She just had a way of saying many different things. It was... Right intense. But you know what? My kids are at grandma camp right now. So maybe after a week with my mom, my kids will come back and they'll be like, grandma says the same thing you do. And that'll be interesting (laughs) to find out if I, if I get something that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too, because I would say in my family, for whatever reason, um, we will look at one another and kind of go, oh my gosh, you sound just like dad. So there are it seems like more of his way of saying things have been passed on, interestingly, because, you know, we certainly spent more time with my mother. I remember one thing that my mom wasn't necessarily, it wasn't directed toward us, but I would hear her. Mm -hmm. And my dad was a carpenter. He made um, a good living to support us. But she she would sit by the window, throw a kiss and wave to my dad as he left. And at times she would say, it's not the love of money, but a little more of it would help. (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one I like that (laughs) I heard it enough it's memorized yeah it's nice all right well we're Cynthia we're excited to have you on the show today because uh Moms in Prayer is a ministry that Elise and I have been and a part of for years um at different levels I participate in a group here locally. Elise, you've been... State coordinator, actually, of New Jersey. State coordinator. And Mm -hmm. Cynthia, you're currently the state coordinator. So Um, I would love for you to start us off and tell us uh, a little bit about the ministry. Okay. Well, first, I want to say thank you. Thank you to you, Elise and Kimberly, for asking me to come on. And, um, well, the vision and goal for Moms in Prayer is that every school in the world would be covered. Uh, Every child would be covered with prayer. And now in 140 plus countries and growing, there are two or more moms that are coming together and praying. Um, So that's really in a nutshell what the vision and goal is. Uh, Just brief history, a mom by the name of Fern Nichols, who is the founder, when her two oldest boys were going into middle school, she was a Christian, was praying, but she had such a burden, as all of us know what they'll face as they get older in school. And she said, oh, Lord, if I could just have one other mom to pray with. She asked a couple. They started praying together, and the group grew, and they just saw so many answers to prayer. The next year, her family was moved from Canada down to Southern California, and the groups in Canada continued to pray. As soon as she met some more friends down there, they started some groups, 
and it just continued to blossom. Um, I just want to mention one side note, and that is for myself, I went to uh, a rally, they called it back then, in Pennsylvania, and what God used to just grip me with the passion for Moms in Prayer and that vision was that after three years of these women meeting, they came together for a weekend. They said, God, what you taught us about prayer, let it spread throughout California, across the United States, and around the world. And look at what the prayers of a few women have done. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So what's your personal story? How did you get started with Moms in Prayer? Well, when my oldest daughter was in second grade, my sister-in-law told me about Moms in Prayer. She was involved with her daughter, um, the private school that she went to. And I was a believer, and I knew about the power of corporate prayer. You know, I was always encouraged when I had at least one other person to pray with. And so I gathered a couple moms, I asked them if they'd like to pray. We started praying, and we couldn't stop. You know, it, the encouragement, seeing the answers to prayer, you just continue to go on. It, it, I can't tell you how it is a life changer. Mm-hmm. So how many years has it been since you've been involved in Moms in Prayer? Well, rather than taking time calculating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me how old your that. children are now. Uh, Over well, 20. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Elise. Thank you. Uh, my oldest was in second grade, as I mentioned, and she is now married, uh, expecting her first baby. And so she's 28. So whatever, I guess 20 plus years. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably around eight and now 28. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Still continuing to pray. Yes. With with the mom, I moved from North Jersey to Central Jersey. And when I did, I said, God, I know that you'll provide another mom. And he did. And we started praying for our girls, same age, same school. And um, that was when they were in the sixth grade. And we are still praying for them as married women and career working. Mm. Wow. Well, I first got involved in Moms in Prayer um, when my oldest was four. So at the time, I was a young mom. I had three kids under the age of five, and I was relatively new to our area. I guess it was literally when she, yeah, it was right when she started school. So I had had a handful of friends, but um, they weren't in town. So they weren't people that my my daughter was going to be going to school with, and the moms weren't neighborhood moms. And a friend of mine from church told me about Moms in Prayer, And I went to the first meet and greet, Mm -hmm. and I was just overwhelmed with, there was quite a bit of moms there, but I was overwhelmed with the range and the diversity of the moms that was there, the the moms who at the time had kids in high school were like speaking to us young moms and telling us just how amazing it had been in their life and some of the things that they'd prayed through, and really just... I mean, tears in my eyes, really thinking like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. I was not really connecting with Christian women at the time. Our church didn't really have a strong women's ministry. And most of the moms at the church I attended worked. So there was like no one for me to connect with. I was at home all day with these little babies and I just wanted somebody to talk to, somebody to pray with, somebody to talk about the Bible with. And I just wasn't finding it. And so this was such an answer to prayer. And 
Over the years, it's connected me with my faith and my community in ways I've never expected. Mm. Um, So it's been wonderful for me in terms of just meeting dear women that have become a part of my life and just there when you, when I need them. Yeah. What about you, Elise? Well, um, I would say that my entree into this ministry, moms in prayer was my grandmother truly, because she was a praying person. And when she was, uh, older and crippled and couldn't see because of macular degeneration, et cetera, she sat in our home for, um, literally seven years in a big Buffalo plaid chair and prayed. And so I had that example and I loved that example and I always did pray. And then when I got, when I moved to uh, Montclair, New Jersey from Hoboken, I had a few young babies and my stepdaughter had newly moved in and I was definitely overwhelmed, had recommitted my life to the Lord and I was looking for, I was looking for another Christian mom, really just one, just, I didn't, I wasn't looking for a praying mom, just a person who thought like I did. Um, and I met this person at my bus stop, Cindy Foster, and she was so friendly and so adorable and, um, just really enjoyed her right away and, and was kind of like, Lord, is that the person? Is that my, is that my, is she Christian, you know? And I went to a vacation Bible school that summer after kind of standing at the bus stop with her for a year. And there she was. And there she was with her, because I didn't ask her, are you a Christian? Um, And there she was with her Bible. And shortly thereafter, both of us heard about Moms in Prayer on Focus on the Family, a radio program. And by the time we met at the bus stop that next year, we were both like, oh my gosh, did you hear that radio program? Did you hear about Moms in Touch? Do you want to start... Moms in Touch was Moms in Prayer was originally called Moms in Touch, and so we started. We started that fall, and my daughter was five, and so that was twenty three years ago, and um, it revolutionized my life <laughs> in so many ways. Yep, makes me cry to think about what God has done through this ministry, um, helping me to meet other people, Kimberly, just like you said, like minded women. Uh, building community that uh, has stayed with me all these years. I've been praying with some of these moms for all these years, 23, uh, really helped me to come to know the Lord and know the Bible. And um, who who is this God who I worship, you know, really schooled me. And also, um, even for me, there was a part that was completely unexpected and just one of those God adventures where I, I just grew up in a family of very strong women and very clear leaders. And I never really thought of myself as a leader. And I was so passionate about moms in prayer that, um, and it was, you know, early days. And, um, I really was sort of shepherded in, in leadership and brought into a fold that I never, never, ever could have imagined. And so when I was asked to step up to start, start to coordinate the area, um, I literally was like, you could not be talking to me. You must be talking to maybe one of my sisters or one of my friends who's much more confident and able. But in fact, God was speaking to me. And, um, and that's how I became state coordinator, which still to this day, um, baffles me. (laughs) I'm very (laughs) thankful. (laughs) 
You know, I'd like to add, and uh, I just say ditto to both of you as far as the bond of friendship. I, some of these women that I pray with, we pray together. We don't even see each other between our times, but spending that hour in God's presence just creates that bond of friendship. And also, where Moms in Prayer says, you know, what's prayed in the group stays mm-hmm. in the group. Mm-hmm. So confidentiality is yeah. truly valued and and um, obeyed, let's say. Yeah. So that's yeah. that yeah. trusting environment. And the other two things, it's replacing, having that joy by replacing our anxiety with mm-hmm. peace and hope. Yes. Um and, and that we fulfill the word of God where it say, says, carry one another's burdens. And, um, you know, to me, what's so great, and I hear it from so many women, is that when we go to pray for each other's children, let's say we're all in a group right now, the three of us, mm-hmm. you may pray something for my child that I never told you or prayed that day, but mm-hmm. God's Spirit put it on your heart. Mm-hmm. And I may have a burden so deep because I'm so emotionally tied to that need that I can't even pray it. But mm-hmm. as other moms, we've got that heart and the Holy Spirit intercedes through us. And it's just, yeah. you know, a love, a love for the Lord and a love for each other. Absolutely. I, I think that um, it is such a good picture of it takes a village. I, I really mm-hmm. feel that I have raised my children in, in the hands of other women who have, who we, you know, we've journeyed together. Um, and even, and not even if I've been praying with them for 20 years, that's not everybody. I mean, there are some people right. that I, I pray with nowadays, you know, the first person I've ever prayed with this person, but there is a connection. Um, you know, as Fern Nichols used to say, mom's hearts beat as one. Yeah. Because we just, we love our children so much and we, we, we want, we want that hope and faith and we want to know that there's somebody greater, the Lord, who's watching for our children and, um, and it really helps to come together as women over mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's just an incredibly empowering encouraging ministry. Yeah, I what, agree. What I love about it is our group over the years has changed there's been some constants and some's in and outs, people move, but um, the diversity of the group, yeah. meaning that it crosses denominations, which I yeah. love. Mm-hmm. Because I think as a young child and even as a young Christian, I thought, well, if you don't go to my kind of church, you must be not serving my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, you know, I don't think anybody ever taught me that. I just started thinking that way. And and a series of things happened before I got involved in Moms in Prayer that shifted my thinking. But the fact that I'm in this group and I'm with a Catholic woman and a Presbyterian woman and someone who goes to a congregational church. And then the idea that some of them will use that time to learn about God and connect with God. And it's amazing just how easy it is to come and join us and the openness we have mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that maybe they, they, they would not normally attend something like that if it was at a church but since it's in our homes and because there's such a diversity of women at the table there's a freedom yeah 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 and there's a love and what crosses the barriers too beyond but in addition to denomination is ethnically oh yeah Mm -hmm. 
you know, we I have a mom from Hong Kong, and then we've got um, Spanish, African American, Korean, and you can go on, especially in the uh, tri-state area where we live. Yeah, awesome. So, moms in prayer. They make it super easy for us to pray for our kids. So, Cynthia, you want to tell us a little bit more about it? Sure. Um, There is a format called the Four Steps of Prayer, and it's based on the Lord's Prayer. And um, we come together and we learn the attributes, characters, and uh, names of God. So, let's just say that we're all together in a meeting right now, and we are going to focus on praising God for being faithful. We'll read a couple scriptures, and then we'll slowly go into praise, and it'll just be a few minutes, sentence, even if you've not ever prayed out loud, that's fine. It's conversational. And then we go into the next step, which is confession, and we are quiet, be still before the Lord, where we give the Holy Spirit time to reveal anything we might need to confess, and not condemnation, it's conviction out of love. And of course, it's quiet, we're not hanging out dirty laundry in front of everyone. Um, And then we go into Thanksgiving, giving great thanks for all that God's done, but it's specific, And it doesn't necessarily have to be just with something within our child's life. It can be anything in our life. Um, The next step is intercession. And that's where we pray specifically for our child. Though we may even have more than one child, we do only meet for an hour and we really want to pray specifically for that need. So we pray the Word of God. We place our child's name in the Word. And we then go ahead and agree. And after uh, intercession for our children, which again is specific for their need at that time, uh, we go into praying for the schools. So we will pray for a teacher or any staff that affects the school, bus driver, custodian, etc. And um, then we will pray for the school concerns. From that we pray for moms in prayer and we, you know, end that with whatever the need might be. But the great need and vision, as I said, is to have every school covered in prayer. So we may begin with, if there are not specific schools covered in the town that you live, praying by name, being specific. And one thing I'd like to mention, Kimberly and Elise, and to the whole audience listening, is that for this coming school year, for 2016-2017, the initiative is, throughout our country, to pray specifically by name every school in our state that is not covered in prayer. And within New Jersey, we have a Facebook page, Moms in Prayer New Jersey. Come join us, and we will be posting those schools that need our prayers because some of those children may not ever have been prayed for. And, you know, we have the privilege for praying for them as well as our own children. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, we certainly pray for, um, just like you said, we go through the steps, which is wonderful (laughs) because it helps us stay on time. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that they, one of the first things they said when I went to the meet and greet was that we keep it to an hour so that you can show up and you can leave and you don't have to worry about how long is it going to be today and is it going to go over and can I get to the things that are on my list to do. And that's really nice. Our group is very small. We have a lot of schools in our town, which are all covered by prayer, but our particular group is very small. And so we kind of like show up 15 to 20 minutes early just to kind of like 
unload and catch up. You know, and these are often the things that we end up praying for. And then when it's time, we start praying. And what we do is we um, we end right before we have to pick up the kids. So there's no going over. There's no, which is yeah. nice because you know that it's coming. You know, I can dedicate mm. this time every week on the same day and I can pray for my kids. And yeah. that's really nice. And we prayed, like you said, we prayed for teachers. We prayed for staff. We prayed about field trips, fundraisers, administrative assistance as decisions. Our favorite thing to pray about is our kids teacher for next year. <laughs> yeah. You know, that one we start praying for early, just anything that concerns it. And I, I volunteer frequently with the school. So whatever committees I'm on, you know, we cover them with prayer. And I mean, we cover them all the events that go on, but like in particular, I'll pray for bring the volunteers, make this event a success. I mean, we, we pray for our kids and we pray for our schools and we pay for our communities. And it just has this amazing, I mean, we know prayer works and we know prayer makes a difference. And to be able to just cover our, our community is, is, has been really wonderful. You know, one thing I'd like to just add with the four steps, and I fully agree as far as keeping on task, is that um, women that may never have prayed, um, you know, truly they they um, struggle maybe a little bit. That that's a format that has helped. So many women have said that that has helped them to learn to pray or to grow in prayer. Um, but the other final thing that I have had a privilege of being in leadership is going to visit and being a part of a language speaking group that is not English, but I'd say, for instance, one was Korean. And because of the four steps, I was able to ask the leader, you know, what attribute are we going to be praising God for today? And so I would be a part, of course, I would be speaking softly and praying in English underneath my breath. Mm -hmm. And but I knew that as they first started in and were praying verbally, then when they were quiet, that they were confessing. They went back into Thanksgiving intercession, and the funny thing was, one of the women, you know, she's praying for her child, and all of a sudden she said the school in English, you know, the school name. Yeah. But the point is, is that around the world, you could be a part because you, you're staying within that format. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, the, the leader of our group, first a couple of years she went, right, she wouldn't even pray out loud. And now mm -hmm. so funny because she's leading a group and she really committed to moms in prayer because it was a way for her to get to know the Bible yeah, in a way that she hadn't been on her own. And, mm -hmm. you know, she is one of the most faithful people I know. And to have her be a part of my prayer life since my kids were four, my daughter's 13 now has just been amazing. Mm -hmm. So is there anything in particular that you guys have prayed for over the years that stands out to you mm -hmm. as a work that God has done in your children or in the school that is directly related to the prayers you prayed in Moms in Prayer together? Yeah, I'll say that when our daughter was in uh, high school, there was a real need for a Christian club so that the, you know, the Christian kids could encourage one another. And there were some other clubs that, you know, were really, I don't want to say harmful, but not not encouraging. And so we prayed in our group. And then God used our two daughters in the group mm -hmm. to start a fellowship of Christian athletes, an FCA club. And now that club has continued. That's years from, say, 2005. I guess, you know, more than 10 years now, this club is meeting. And there are kids that are supported, growing in their faith. So thank God for prayer and the power of prayer. 
That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few answers to prayer. Certainly, um, I have some children who are very deeply faithful, and I absolutely believe that those are answers to prayers, direct prayers um, for my children. I also, uh, one of the things that I learned to do early on was to pray for my children's spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we would literally start praying for them back when our children were five years old. Um, Lord, you know, you know who you have in mind and we would just ask you that you would lead them to that person. And there again, I have seen that prayer answered for a few of my girls, which is a tremendous blessing. Um, I also, well, they're not all spouses yet, but they're on their way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I just remember a really wild one, um, which was, we just felt a real burden to pray for drug use and in our schools and in particular any teachers that might be, you know, just getting involved in things that they shouldn't get involved in. And literally within two days, I'm not, I was unbelievable. Mm. There was a teacher who was found to have cocaine in the drawer of their, I don't even know how it happened. It was in this, in the drawer of their school classroom, literally two days that news kind of came out. So I believe things like that happened all the time that we don't even necessarily know about. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, also things like we would often pray uh, that our children would get caught doing mm-hmm. things that they should be doing. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that would be a prayer that our kids hated most of all. Um, <laughs> but they would. They would get caught that, you know, sort of on the heels of that prayer, something would happen. And one of our moms or one of, or myself, one of our kids would get caught doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And it was as though the Lord just, just brought that to mind and, and highlighted something that just really needed to be exposed. Cause we pray about that, that light all the time that the Lord would shine his light on things that really need his light. And so things like, I mean, honestly, when you've prayed for 23 years, I have member sheets that go back. Yeah. Um, not that, not maybe not that long because well, I probably do somewhere because God knows I hold on to everything, um, which I've certainly <laughs> learned in my recent move. But um, so truly so many countless small and large prayers, little things from, I remember one thing in particular where my daughter in preschool was just having trouble. Um, she was very interested in a lot of the building and tools and things like that that the boys like to do. And she, she wasn't really, they didn't really include her. So she, she actually was hurt by this. You know, she was confused. Like, she didn't necessarily want to be in the kitchen um, center. She wanted to be in the block building center. That just was her um, interest. And I remember she just came home sort of heartbroken that the boys were sort of shoving her out and we prayed and, um, you know, the Lord just like the next day she was invited over for a play date with one of these little guys. And again, I just, I just feel like those are the kinds of prayers God answered constantly through our prayers in moms in prayer. And, and, you know, as I say, big kids, bigger problems, to some degree that is true. And so as I continue to pray for my career kids, college age kids, I would say that I see that as well. And, and again, there is nothing like 
having a group of women agree with you in that prayer and know that you are not alone. There is such power um, and such hope and such um, trust. Mm-hmm. There just is this sense. God's going to do something. I, I believe God's going to move in some way. And, and he just does. So um, I just, such, so many, so many answered prayers. So many answered prayers. I'm so thankful. You know, no. from the time that my kids were little, even till now, as we're praying in our group for our kids that are in high school, the one, th- one of, there's a few things that we always, always have prayed for, and that's their friends and their relationships, whether they're five or whether they're 15, we're still yeah. praying those prayers over our children. And we've seen, um, we've seen friends removed from our children's lives. We've seen friends added to their lives when, when they were, they were isolated and alone and, Mm-hmm. that's been so good to see. Um, I don't keep the memberships, but I did um, <clears throat> a few years back start writing in a journal, like all of our prayer requests. Plus I like to write things down um, and know what I'm praying for, for other people because I can't, I can't remember it all, but mm-hmm. it it's amazing to go back and kind of see like, you know, okay, we're still praying for, you know, courage for my daughter to take risks and we're still praying for this and we're still praying for that. But look at what we're mm-hmm. not praying for anymore. So mm. it's, it's so wonderful to be able to look back and yeah. just see, just see that as such a testimony. And it's just wonderful and encouraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like to just add to that. And even just recently, I read in the Word in Psalms where it says, you know, I call out to you, Lord, and you answer me right away. And so he does. He answers the yes, no, or that difficult, I think, sometimes answer, which is wait. But in mm-hmm. Mom's prayer, mm-hmm. we can continue where we get that um, strength with other moms helping and uh, we're waiting. And so God gives us the ability to have that faith-believing prayer that he's faithful and he will do his perfect will in our children's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Cynthia, can you tell us how um, some of our listeners can get connected to a moms in prayer group in their area? Oh yeah. Um, thank God for technology these days. So there is uh, a moms in prayer website. Go to www dot moms in dot org and it's it's very thorough and easy to use go on the top there and look for groups and you'll be able to then look in the area if there is not a group for your school there might be uh probably is a group in either your town or the area um and then you can just fill out a form and then someone will be contacting you. Uh, and if there is not a group, all you need is one other mom or woman. And just pray and God will provide. And it's not as if you've got to plan out. Um, don't feel as if you're, you, know, you are not knowledgeable enough. There are prayer sheets that you can just get off the website and then follow it through. So it's not as if there's a lot of planning or time that you have to do beforehand. Mm-hmm. Each September, I try to post something on my personal Facebook page and then our town Facebook page. And I know that we also at Circles of Faith, we we put it on 
their Facebook page as well and just kind of let other moms in our communities know, hey, there's this group out here that's meeting. If you if you think you want to join us, do it. And I remember the first time I ever posted it on our community Facebook page. I was so scared. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, because there is some kind of, you know, I don't know if it's going to be seen as religious and therefore shouldn't be on there. But I posted it anyways. I said, are you looking for a group of moms? All denominations welcome. We pray for our kids. And one of my most favorite people in the world just showed up at my house that day. And she's like, so I hear that you guys like pray. And mm-hmm. one of the my favorite relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad um, that I got to know her. She moved away recently, but I just, before she left, I was, I, I just told her how much it was such a pleasure to get to know with to her and pray for our kids together. And we're still in touch and just, you know, I've, I take little risks. I said little risks because, you know, <laughs> I don't have a big sign out in front of the house, but, um, because I know that this is such a life giving ministry that to have, to get it out there and let other people know it's, Mm-hmm. that it's available and and to include them in what we're already doing I think is so so good and worth the risk of putting yourself out there and saying hey we have this group you know would you like to join us and I know it's not everybody's cup of tea but um it's worth it you use the word Kimberly connection the other great benefit is like with your friend you've been involved in a group say you're moving to either another area in the mm-hmm. state or another state and you can go on the website and see about another group yeah. I've had many times. And women, you know, you're able to connect and even find out, hey, about the area. Yep. So um, that's a great mm. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we were talking earlier about how Moms in Prayer is the same no matter where you go mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in the country, which I do love about that. And also, Cynthia, as you say, almost everywhere you go now, you can find somebody nearby who is um, praying for their children in schools in a moms in prayer group. And I just, this past year, I'm part of um, MOPS, Moms, Mothers of Preschoolers. I'm a mentor mom because I'm an older mom who's kind of been there and done that. And we did a, um, we shared moms in prayer with those moms, those younger moms who have young children and are maybe just starting school with their kids, which is often a very scary moment for a young mother to send their child off to their the public school or um, or whatever school for the first time. And um, I'm really excited that they have, a few of them have begun different groups in different areas. And so I would say one of the things that Moms in Prayer can bring a young mother is um, just this confidence as, as they pray that their children are never out of the hands of God, and especially mm-hmm. as they pray through uh, a Moms in Prayer group. I mean, that is one of the things that for me, no matter where my children have been, I've known that my prayers can meet them. I I remember one time in talking about these um, answered prayers again, my daughter was in Dublin studying and she was really sick. Like she was in the hospital sick uh, Mm -hmm. because she'd had some episode that was really weird and nobody could quite explain. And immediately I connected with my moms and prayer moms to get them praying. And within 24 hours, she was fine. I don't think we ever even figured out what was wrong. And it's never, there's never been any repercussion, but that's the kind of, those are, those are a couple of the other wonderful blessings that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, young moms can have great confidence and older moms can know that no matter where their children go, um, their prayers, their prayers can reach them. So that's Mm -hmm. a great thing. 
Yeah, we've done that as well. Like every once in a while, we'll send texts to each other to pray for things that, you know, that have nothing to do with our kids or something we've heard about in the community. And it's like instantaneous. I mean, we were there for each other. Yeah. Even when we're not getting together throughout the week, which is really wonderful. And um, Mm. funny thing, you know, the kids that I pray for, my friend's children, I've been praying for them over, you know, for years. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. I have such a soft spot for them in my heart. Like if there's a group of kids over and I know this one girl I've been praying for for so many years, it's just like, and I almost feel like I know her more than I really do, meaning that. I've been praying for her for years, but that doesn't mean like we're really yeah. close. And I have yeah. to remember like <laughs> we're not BFFs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, my but friend's you... child. And um, yeah, like you just grow to love these children that you're praying for as well. And mm-hmm. there's like a protectiveness that I do have when I see them. Like I am looking out for them and making sure they're doing the right thing and making sure they're received in the community. And yeah, it definitely develops. Um just such connection between not only the moms, but the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just really knowing these kids. I, I've actually gone to some weddings where moms in prayer moms have been, um, you know, sort of honored or included in some way or even uh, just acknowledged as a group of women. You know, these uh, a few of my friend's daughters have literally said, I'm so thankful to the moms and prayer moms um, because I know you guys have prayed me prayed for me for all these years. So you're really mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's quite amazing. Yeah, and talking about weddings, Elise, um, what is so encouraging and great when we say that there are groups around the country. Uh, my son right now is dating a girl whose mom was involved in moms and prayer, so he or she's been prayed for by her wow. mom and other moms in a group, and my son as well. They're not any better. It's just that they're covered in the prayers. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Awesome. As I wipe the tears from my eyes. (laughs) That's the kind of stuff that makes me just cheer up. Yes, I know I get together every Monday with these women. But like when I think of the cumulative power of it is when it really gets to me. And I really realize how special it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, that the greatest gift that we can give our children is our prayers. Mm -hmm. Because after we're gone, they're going to continue to live in the atmosphere of our prayers. Yeah, Yeah. love that. All right, so Cynthia, why don't you tell us about an upcoming event that Moms in Prayer is hosting? Sure. Uh, This event is called Unshaken, and it's um, going to be sponsored by Moms in Prayer. It's uh, joining together with other ministries, and the event is to help us to be unshaken in a shaken world, which is definitely the case these days. Mm. It's based on Psalm 16:8, where it says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for He is right beside me. Um, this is going to be held in the Northeast in Fairfield, Connecticut, on April 28th and 29th, so save the date, um, it also is being held throughout the country. So the first one is going to be in Southern California. Um, but some of the speakers at this point will be Sally Burke, who is the president of Moms in Prayer. And then uh, Dana Gresh, she is the founder of Secret Keeper Girl, a mother-daughter um, ministry. Mm. And then another one that many of you may know is Samaritan's Purse. 
And then there will be some other local speakers, uh, and the agenda is still being worked out. But this is open. You don't have to be part of a Moms in Prayer group. It's for all. It's for moms, single moms, women without children, not married. We're wanting to be far-reaching, join hands together, um, and to siege, seize God's promises and battle powerfully in prayer. Mm. That sounds awesome. And we'll have all the information about that event in our show notes. Tickets aren't available yet, right? But we're just saving the Right. Yeah. And, you know, registration is not available yet. It is an overnight. Overnight will just be based on um, not in the registration fee, but then people will be able to choose. That is if they need overnight, uh, the different hotels in the area. It is going to be in the venue will be Black Black Rock Church. Uh, And I'm pretty confident the registration fee will be reasonable um, because it is not including food as far as outside the event. There will be lunch included in the fee, but, you know, once again, hotels, etc., is not in that registration fee. And there will be some assistance to help those that are, you know, greatly uh, in financial needs because we want all to come. Sounds great. This has been wonderful to talk to both of you about something that's so near and dear to our heart. So, Cynthia, Mm -hmm. we thank you for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, I want to say thank you to you both. And, you know, we're sisters in the Lord and those that we bond together in Moms in Prayer. So thanks again, Kimberly and Elise. Oh, you're welcome. We'd love to continue the conversation in our Facebook page. We'd love to hear about your experience with Moms in Prayer. Also, if you have any questions about the ministry, you can ask them there in that Facebook community group, and Cynthia will jump on and answer them. Everything you heard here today can be found in the show notes. That's where you'll find a link to the Facebook community group, too. If you subscribe to the Circles of Faith newsletter, you'll get the show notes, resources, and bonus episodes delivered right to your inbox. Follow us on social media as Circles of Faith. Subscribe to us in iTunes or Stitcher so that you never miss an episode. If you listen to us on iTunes, we'd love for you to take a moment and rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.